Well, hello there and welcome back to the Thai Expat Daily Show as always and thanks for tuning in. Now, before we do get started today, don't forget to like, share, subscribe this video. If you like listening on a podcast player, there's a link down below in the description where you will find a host of available podcast players where the show is hosted. And finally, if you do get some value from the show and you would like to support us, there's also a link down below in the description where you can buy us a coffee. Now, I am prone to a nice cappuccino or sometimes just keeping it simple as an espresso. But all donations are always greatly appreciated. But let's jump into the top five stories of today. And the first story is kind of a follow up on this whole haze and PM 2.5 issues that they have up in Chiang Mai and Chiang Rai. But nevertheless, Chiang Mai civic groups filed a class action lawsuit against PM, NEB and the SEC. Representatives of the civic groups in Thailand's Chiang Mai province filed class action lawsuits with the Provincial Administration Court today against Prime Minister Prayut Chan-o-cha, the National Environmental Board and the Securities Exchange Commissions for their alleged failure to enforce the laws to tackle PM 2.5 pollution, which has been threatening the livelihoods and health of the people in the northern provinces. Sumutitai Hatasan, director of the Centre for the Protection and Revival of Local Community Rights, said the Section 9 of the Enhancement of and Conservation of the National Environmental Quality Act gives full power to the Prime Minister to solve environmental problems, but he has never invoked this law. Dr. Rungsit Kanjan Vanit, an oncology specialist at the Faculty of Medicine at Chiang Mai University, said that people in Chiang Mai have been living with PM 2.5 dust levels of over 50 microns for a long time and are at risk of suffering from epidermal growth factor, receptor, positive lung cancer, heart disease and stroke. We want to see changes in the government's policy and determination to protect the people in general instead of the industries, Dr. Rungsit said. Chatawan Tong de Laret of Chiang Mai Breed Council said that people in the province have to live with the PM2.5 pollution, which is getting worse every year, adding that the government must have both long and short-term measures to deal with the problems caused by forest and maize waste fires. The groups read a statement about the air pollution in northern provinces and the health impact it has which they claim have affected more than 2 million people this year. The regulators said that the group have the duty including extraterritorial obligations to set rules and conditions regarding the filing of reports on encompassing information on a 56 to 1 report about supply chain concerning the sources of transboundary PM 2.5 pollution. Now, this is quite interesting. I think finally the people of Chiang Mai have had enough with this government and have decided to go after them in the pocket, which I think is pretty fair enough. It would be done in most countries if something like this happened, and I'm glad to see something like this is happening. It might finally get the government to get off their asses, but probably not because this government will be gone very soon and we'll have a new government in. But I suppose they can probably still sue the old government because they are the ones who have practically ignored the problem since they took power in 2014. But it'll be interesting to see where this goes and what happens happens with it it's quite unusual to see something like this happen here in thailand so i'm just wondering exactly how far it will go but we'll keep an eye on it and we will bring it to you as uh, we hear about it in the future now moving along to an interesting story and unpaid traffic fine means no road tax renewal confirms the plto now effective april 1 this year annual road tax renewal is no longer available for drivers with unpaid traffic fines the new rule is based on an agreement between the department of land transportation and the royal thai police and has already been enforced in phuket and has been confirmed uh, to local media by acha bunkan chief of the phuket land transport office the provincial branch of the dlt 
According to the new rules, people with outstanding traffic tickets are no longer able to pay their annual road tax and get a sticker confirming the payment, often referred to as a poor roar bore. This in turn is punishable by a fine of up to 2,000 baht and deduction of one point according to the new points-based system of traffic fines. The new rule was enabled by a memorandum of understanding on sharing electronic data between the DNP and RTP to bolster law enforcement signed in early February. The agreement also empowers the transport agency to accept traffic fine payments on behalf of the police. The memorandum was signed on February 8 by the DLT chief and the RTP commissioner general Damon Sack. The move followed instructions by Prime Minister Prayat Chanacha to boost road safety and implement measures to install more road discipline. Under the memorandum, the DLT and the PLTO in particular now require motorists to pay their outstanding fines before applying for annual tax payment. Two options are available for people with unpaid fines. Traffic police have coordinated with the PLTO about this. If the vehicle owner has an outstanding traffic ticket, which he or she is willing to pay, then the person can pay right at the PLTO without having to go to a police station. If the motorist denies the charge and wants to dispute it according to the law, then we will issue a temporary sticker. After that, the person has to go to the police, appeal in due manner and receive a permanent sticker from us when the case has been resolved, Mr. Buchan explained to local media. As Royal Thai Police and DLT explained before, the new rules applies to only fines received after April 1st, 2023. The temporary stickers mentioned by Mr. Atcha are valid for 30 days. After that, the driver will be fined for driving a vehicle with unpaid tax despite having done the actual payment. In connection with the new rule, the Royal Thai Police has issued a reminder on the eight ways of paying traffic fines here in Thailand. Several online options not requiring visiting a police station are available. The full list is as follows. You can pay at the DLT and that can be done nationwide. You can pay at any police station, at any post office, at any Krung Thai bank, at any PTM service point, pay using Krung Thai Bank ATM or at any Boon Term kiosk, pay online using the CabD or Krung Thai Next mobile application, or you can pay online at the ptm.police.co.th slash e-ticket. Now, I thought this has been brought in years ago, but it seems like Phuket seems to be, as always, at the end of everything being done. It is very peculiar to think how it can be implemented in other provinces and it takes so long for it to be implemented and then the likes of Phuket. I mean, the country seems so divided up with their own rules and regulations all over the place. I just don't get how it is. This, I'm really sure this had been brought in nearly before COVID. So I, I don't know what's going on here. But nevertheless, if you, after the 1st of April this year, if you've accrued any fines that you haven't paid, you won't be able to renew your uh, road ta- traffic tax uh, for your car, which you need, obviously, to be able to drive legally here in Thailand. Anyway, moving along, airlines are defending their pricey plane tickets. In fairness, I was looking at the plane ticket prices from Bangkok to Phuket for the Songkran holiday and they're actually not that bad really. Airlines are defending their expensive tickets saying the rates reflect a spike in operational costs due to surging fuel prices and several other factors. Now, the Nok Air chief executive, uh, Wutipon Jarangkul, said airlines are also facing a surge in prices of several items in the aviation supply chain following the pandemic. These include the price of jet fuel, which accounts for about 30% of overall operations due to the Russian-Ukraine war, as well as an increase in the price of spare parts and aircraft insurance, he said. 
Other major costs derive from a longer aircraft leasing contract of three to four more years. Despite a lower leasing rate, Mr. Whittypon said an older fleet would normally require a high maintenance cost, which pushed up several operational costs. Last week, the issue of costly domestic airfares went viral as passengers complained on social media about high ticket prices, such as from Bangkok to Trang for 7,595 baht, compared to Singapore on the same date, which was 4,200 baht. Mr. Wittemann said airfares during the high demand holiday period would typically surge as most passengers would fly from Bangkok to other provinces, causing an imbalance in traffic and prompting airlines to adjust their prices to control costs. As the transport minister asked airlines for cooperation to maintain prices, he said the average airfare during the Sankran period and upcoming low season had already been revised down until they had become closer to the level seen in 2019. Now a little interesting, normally a lot of airlines, basically it's done on, their, their model is on demand, so the more demand there is for a ticket, the higher the price is going to be and vice versa, so low demand and the ticket price normally is a bit cheaper. It's the Civil Aviation Authority of Thailand have a level, which we covered in the last show, that the maximum that you can charge for a flight here in Thailand, a one-way flight, and it's based on Thai baht to kilometer. Now, I can't offhand remember what it was, but I think it was something like nine Thai baht for like a low-cost carrier like Air Asia uh, per kilometer. And then you multiply that by the distance that the pl- flight would have went and you get the maximum airfare that can be charged which actually is very high and I've never seen prices that way. But I was, as I said at the beginning here of this article, I was looking at AirAsia's uh, website and Phuket uh, Bangkok round trip. You're talking about 1100 baht to Phuket and about for the trip back about 1500 baht. Really overall 3,600 baht. It's about what, about 100 euro, 100 pounds around that, a little over $100. I mean, it's not terribly expensive, really. I mean, compared, I think about the price of flights all year round, I don't think it is really an issue. I'd love to know who's complaining about these prices, because to me, I understand, right, that the, the flight from Bangkok to Trang, but then again, you know, at the end of the day, is Trang a place that people really want to go to? It, I don't know, it just, it, the it, peculiarity of the pricing of, of flights here in Thailand yeah, is a bit strange. It's hard to kind of comprehend how they do it. But nevertheless, for the major routes, I don't see any huge increases. I don't know if this is really a whole lot of nothing in this story, but that's kind of my opinion. And I, I just don't see the huge increase that they're talking about. You'll always find one or two fares that are a little bit high. But I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, you either pay it if you want to go or if you don't, well, you don't go or you find another mode of transport. That's the way I see it anyway. But uh, Phuket is expecting also big holiday boost uh, with this Songkran coming up. Visitors to Phuket during the Songkran festival are expected to exceed those of 2019, with numbers 30% higher than before the pandemic, while authorities believe local tourism will generate 4.5 billion baht in revenue. Now, there is a reason to stay away from Phuket alone. Lurchai Wang Kulukdi, director of the Tourism Authority of Thailand Phuket office, said on Monday that over 100,000 hotel rooms in Phuket have been booked for Songkran week, about 85% of room vacancies. It is expected that 4.5 billion baht worth of revenue will be generated during this period. Even though tourists from Europe and the US are returning to their countries, domestic tourists are flocking to Phuket, he said. He said that the number of visitors during the Thai New Year holiday would exceed the level of 2019 prior to COVID-19 pandemic, incentivized by the government's We Travel Together tourism promotion campaign. The Tourism Authority of Thailand is currently conducting the fifth phase of the government We Travel Together domestic tourism promotion campaign. It began in March and runs until the end of April. The campaign received cabinet approval with a budget of 2.8. 
0.016 billion baht. Under the program, the government provides subsidies equivalent to 40% of room rates, capped at 3,600 baht per room per night. A total of 560,000 room subsidies are available, each with a 600 baht voucher for travelers to spend on food or services. Tourists can reserve hotel rooms under this campaign until April 27, while the last day of the promotion ends April 30th. Now, that's a bit misleading because uh, they had 200 and something thousand room nights. They're already gone, so you can't actually book anymore through the We Travel Together program. You Once you've a book now, you have to stay and that's it. Despite local tourism having fully recovered, Mr. Lerchai said Phuket will strive for high-end tourists to earn greater revenue through their spending. The top three nationalities visiting Phuket are Russians, Chinese and Indians, respectively, he added. Mr. Lerchai said that Phuket had prepared water-splashing events in many areas, such as Phuket's Central Department Store, Limelight Avenue Department Store and its famous beaches. Meanwhile, in Panya, reports claim that the resort town has welcomed an overwhelming number of Thai and foreign tourists who have flocked to the Simeon and Surin Islands. During Sankran week, reservations for tour boats, restaurants and hotels have increased. Local entrepreneurs say the number of visitors in Panya from February to April surpassed last year. Now that wouldn't have been pretty hard too. Panya was pretty much closed last year. It was COVID as well. Many have speculated that Thai tourists have gone to southern beaches to avoid the haze pollution, while foreign visitors are coming to Panya for its natural attractions. The Tat Panya officer director, Utai Lima School, said hotel occupancy in the province is expected to hit 80% during the long holiday, mainly booked by tourists from Germany, Sweden and Israel. Mr. Utip said visitors from Bangkok and Phuket will select Panya as their top destinations during Songkran. It is estimated that the average amount spent by a Thai tourist would be about 4,700 baht per day, while a foreign national would spend about 7,500 Thai baht per day. So interesting enough that Phuket seems it's going to be busier than it was in 2019. I guess the people who live there in a permanent basis probably won't be too thrilled to be hearing that kind of news. But uh, nevertheless, it is obviously good news for the hospitality industry in terms of hotels, restaurant bars and, you know, entertainment venues and things like that. I mean, they've had three years of pretty much nothing. The same with Panya. When they really talk about Panya, they're talking kind of about Kaolak and areas like this, which is doing quite well um, since the kind of full reopening last July. Occupancy started off pretty slow in Kaolak, but built up then after Christmas, and it's been pretty much booming. But come the end of April, there is a huge dip in occupancy pretty much in Phuket and Kaolak. So it will be slim pickings probably for a few months during that period, which it is always, and most hoteliers know that anyway. And finally, a story that has nothing to do with Thailand. And it's an interesting one because I was reading it on a Irish website. And I'm from Ireland, so I do keep on track of my Irish news. But this is quite an interesting one. I think a lot of people will find this kind of interesting and maybe even agree with it. More phone-free gigs are expected for Irish audiences. Irish audiences can expect to see more phone-free gigs on offer as several large comedy acts opt to ban mobile phones to improve the viewing experience. A phone-free gig means that audience must lock away their phones, either in a box or pouch, that they keep on their person and it's unlocked at the end of the gig. Noel McHale, promoter of the MCD promotions, said after some high-profile acts from abroad like Bob Dylan and Chris Rock used yonder phone-locking pouches in Ireland, the interest in phone-free gigs has increased. The promoter says theatre etiquette over the years has deteriorated. People sometimes act like they're sitting at home watching the TV instead of a live show. So they think there's nothing wrong with taking out the phone or even answering your phone during the comedy show and not realising that not only are they affecting the performer, but they're annoying the people all around them as well. 
Mr. McHale said eliminating the distractions of phone makes for a better atmosphere for the gig. Having a phone-free gig is at the request of the artist, and it is the artist who has to foot the bill. Mr. McHale said he expects more artists will want phone-free gigs. However, it comes with a price tag, so it depends on investment by the act. It works out to €4 Euro a head for the artist. He said the artists will start making it conditions of their performance and promoters and venues will not have a choice but to facilitate the phone-free gig. Tommy Tiernan, a famous Irish uh, comedian, is the first Irish act to have phone-free gigs on his recent Irish tour. The yonder pouches are used in entertainment spaces but also in schools and classrooms. Yonder CEO Graham Dugoni, who has ditched a smartphone himself, says he thinks cancel culture is a reason for the increasing popularity of the product. It is definitely an aspect. I think for comedians in particular, it is incredibly important that their material and what they do is taken in full context. Mr. Dugoni says major acts like David Chappelle, Jack White, Joe Rogan, Bruno Mars, Madonna and Adele have all used Yonder. He says Ireland is a burgeoning market for this product. The Yonder pouches are also increasingly being used in Irish secondary schools to eliminate the interruption of phones in the classroom. And I can very much sympathise with this. Actually, I was at a show recently. I went to uh, Carnival Magic. It's a kind of a... I can't even describe it. It's a carnival show in Phuket. It's beside Phuket Fantasy. It's just a big theme park, basically. But they have a show at the end. And the show actually is quite good. Um, It's basically just a giant parade that keeps going on and on for an hour. But it's really well done. But before you go into there, you you have to put your mobile phone into a locker. No mobile phones are allowed in the theatre. And to be honest with you, I kind of agreed with this. Because after going in, I realised that if I was there, I probably would have been pulling my mobile out, having a quick look at it. Did I miss a message? Did I miss a call? And at the end of the day, it's only an hour. And if you can't be without your phone for only an hour without having to look at it, I think there's something wrong with you, maybe, you know? I think too many people have become too connected to their phones, even addicted to their phones. And I do think this is a a great idea that you can go to a concert, that you can go to a gig, that you can go to a comedy show, and you know that there's going to be no mobile phones allowed in the theatre and that people have to go in and actually watch what's going on. I remember a few years ago, before COVID, I also went to a concert in Bangkok and uh, it was at the Regiment Kala Stadium beautiful place but halfway through the show I realized and I looked around me that nobody was actually watching the show they weren't taking it in they were sitting there all on their mobiles pointing it at the stage looking to see how they were recording it they were getting the the good shots in was the sound excellent you know were the lights good but nobody was taking in the actual show that they were going to see of course, later that night, they'll be posting it on Facebook and Instagram. Going, oh, I was at this concert. It was so amazing. But was it amazing? Did you actually enjoy it? Did you listen to it? Too many people now are obsessed with taking photos, taking videos, and not actually enjoying the gig or the, or the natural area that you've gone to and try to take it in yourself through those eyes that you have and your senses. They're all too quick to pull out the phone, take a pic and go, I was there, even though you never were. And I think this is a great idea. And I'd love to see this being developed all around the world where you go into a gig, you go into a concert and you can't take your mobile phone in there anymore. And I'd love to know what you think about this and any of the stories that we covered today. Do you agree? Do you disagree? I'd love to know your thoughts comments suggestions all down below in that comment section and that's it for today guys once again thank you for tuning in as always it's greatly appreciated stay safe out there and have a great day
But ultimately, with this story or anything else that stood out to you today, I'd love to know your thoughts in the comments down below. Because yes, this is a new show, but it's also a conversation. Now keep that conversation going. Make sure you like this video, subscribe to the channel, share the video, and do all the good stuff that does help that YouTube algorithm. But ultimately, my name is Kieran Mack. You've been listening to the Thai Expat Daily Show, and we will see you next time.